0: Well, we are now fully immersed into this season of Lent. The season has been with us for ages, of course, but it hasn't always been as full-fledged as it is today. Initially, there was just a shorter period of a pre-Easter fast, and uh, but it developed. It developed uh, along a number of different patterns, I guess you might say. Um, early in the church, we had two movements. There was a communal, penitential aspect to it, and then there was the period of preparation for our catechumens, um, who are with us here this morning as well. But then, as the centuries passed, um, the shift focused away from these two kind of separate celebrate times to a more kind of... A <coughs> private focus to the season. But then, with, that, with the Vatican II, um, there was a call to return to a much more communal um, way of keeping the season, and Lent really was, I guess you might say, revitalized in the life of the church. And um, the bringing out of the uh, rites of the uh, catechumenate, which are now very much a part of the life of the church... And uh, Lent really has a very, very um, full expression in our church as well, time of, of renewal and rebirth. So Lent not only turns our minds to Easter, but it even actually goes beyond Easter to Pentecost. As the Gospel of Luke today reminds us, it says that the Spirit led Jesus into the desert. The Spirit never leaves us alone and the journey of our lives. We receive the Spirit at the time of our baptism, and the Spirit guides us as well in this sacred journey of the season of Lent. For our catechumens and candidates, today begins what is called a season of enlightenment. And we pray, too, that we may be enlightened As well. Enlightened in what way? Enlightened that we might see the sin and turn from sin during the season to the new life of Easter. And this time of enlightenment always begins in the first Sunday of Lent by going into the desert. We go into the desert, we're stripped of, of all of the luxuries of life and we get down to the basics. We begin by asking ourselves today, am I a better Christian today than I was a year ago? Am I more like Christ? Am I becoming the saint that God has created me to be? All of us are made for only one reason, to be with, to be with God for all eternity. We're all called to be saints. I know that these are not easy questions, but they're basic questions And Lent is a time for us to grow and improve in our relationship with God. Just as all of us in our own, whatever professions we are in, we have to have these reviews, so to speak, called job reviews. Or if we are students here, we know that throughout the year we have to have like report cards, academic reports. Or if we're athletes, we want to see if we are progressing as athletes and making progress. So, too, are we progressing in a relationship with God. Or maybe are we stuck sometimes, stuck in the same old sins, stuck maybe in in living lives of mediocrity. But once a time to kind of move out of this, when it's not like frigid cold the way it is today, below zero, when the season is warm and nice, one of the things I love to do, one of my hobbies is gardening. And um, maybe you you too like to garden, and just think ahead a little bit. But one of the worst weeds, okay, in my garden are thistles. Maybe you have them as well. And uh, they have a way of propagating. I don't know why, but they do. And you can pull them up, and you can pull them up. And the worst thing about thistles is they got you know like there's there's pricklies on them, and uh, you get in your hands and get in your arms, okay no matter how much you pull them up um, they don't go away you know you have to get you have to get to the roots that's hard to do you can use roundup on them I guess but if you use roundup you also kill the flowers around them as well so that don't work either thistles I think are a good image of of sin in our lives because they they do nothing but damage (laughs) And, and, and I think the sins are sometimes like the leaves on thistles. We keep trying to cut them off. You know, like maybe the impatience in our lives or, or the dishonesty or the greed or the lust. We can, we can cut them off. We can get rid of that. But you say they keep, keep coming back. These sins keep coming back. Why? Because we're not getting to the root. We're not getting to the root of our sin. And we have to get to the root if we're going to make... Spiritual progress. And one of the ways of finding the root of sin is asking yourself this question, where am, where am I looking to in my life for real fulfillment? Where am I looking for real happiness? Where do I find happiness? The gospel say that for real happiness, it only comes with, with friendship with Jesus Christ. Because that's the real reason that we were all made. For, for friendship with God. As St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in, in Thee. But ever since original sin, we look in other, we look in other places. We look in other, other places. And that's the root of our sin. The first temptation was for Jesus was commanding stone to become bread, and that's, that's a real temptation for all of us. It's a temptation for quick pleasure, quick comfort in our lives. The quick we call that the quick, the quick fix. That's what Jesus was dealing with there. Now, life's pleasures and comforts are good. God created all of them. But we all know the truth of the matter is, you know, they don't last. They don't satisfy the heart. Today's Valentine's Day, right? Some of you are going to be getting candy today. You, you, you might gorge yourself on candy later on. But they don't last, you know? You get the, you get the quick sugar high, but it don't last. And um, we can make a lot of things like that gods. <laughs> But we can't be totally dependent upon that. The truth of the matter is, we have to be be dependent upon, upon God. And that's what the call is in this Lenten season. And that's why Jesus says to the devil at the end of that temptation, we do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We must be dependent upon God. The second temptation, the devil takes Jesus up and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and says, I shall give you all this power and glory. And so the second temptation is to power. To be able to do whatever you want without any limitations. Basically, be able to say, You're going to be the one that's in charge, you're in control. And that's deceiving ourselves, because the truth of the matter is that, that God is the one who is always in control. And if we think we're in tro- control, we have to root that out. And so Jesus answers the devil and says, You shall worship the Lord your God and him alone. The third temptation that will present to Jesus is, Kind of like you might say, do a a swan dive. Takes them to the very top of the temple and says that you get instant fame if you throw yourself down. It's kind of like those people that, you know, jump off bridges or jump off skyscrapers. You get all kinds of fame. Other versions of of the same sinners always trying to wow people or impress people by, by what you can do or, or what you have. Kind of like winning, winning you know, the slam-dump contest in the M- NBA. You know, wow. But how long does that last? You know, it's very fleeting. Who remembers it? You know, we can spend our lives trying to trying to wow others and, and doing all kinds of risky things, risk, risky behavior. It's a real real, um, danger for young people to become involved in, in risky kind of things, to impress others. We want to build our lives in something that's really firm and dependable, which is friendship with God. So again, Jesus says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Getting to know the root of our sin and how it manifests itself because it manifests itself in all different kinds of ways is essential to living the gospel life that's why this gospel is so important it's always given to us on the first Sunday of Lent because once we can get in touch with what our weaknesses are what our sins are then we can better deal with the temptations of life and we're all tempted every day we are invited in all different kinds of ways To rebel against God in big and little things. The devil is is inviting us to do it our way rather than God's way. But remember, temptation is not sin. And the devil will think of the trickiest of ways to try to seduce us. And there's no doubt about it, his power is great. But remember that God's way and God's strength is stronger than the devil. Remember, it was the Spirit that led Jesus into the desert. We always have God's Spirit. We always have God's grace. That's one of the great things about the season of Lent is we experience the grace of God in this season. And that grace is powerful. It's far stronger than any power of the devil. And so we're called to trust in the Lord. Remember Jesus was the friend of tax collectors and sinners all the time in the gospel. He knows how powerful temptation is. He was tempted himself. So we trust in God's grace today. We need that grace during the season of Lent. His grace will help us to be what God calls us to be in this holy season.